If you're ready to start living your dream life and being your most authentic self, but you're tired of overcomplicating it, you're in the right place. My name is Caitlin Burns. I'm an entrepreneur, actor, content creator, and certified holistic health coach. And here at the Uncomplicated Podcast, we take a well-rounded and welcoming approach towards self-development. With topics ranging from quantum physics to ugly crying, you'll have a soft place to land here. It is your right to feel good again. So let's uncomplicate it. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Uncomplicated Podcast. It's me, your host, Caitlin. It is another beautiful day. Isn't it always? Not always. Honestly, oh my God, it's been beautiful though. It's been so rainy. It's not rainy anymore. So that's super swag. We love that. The sun is out and shining. I have my window open. I have a glass, full, like a wine glass, full of uh, like probiotic and prebiotic drink mix. It's like a gut health drink mix um, that I'm testing out for a brand I'm potentially going to be collaborating with. Uh, but you got to test the product first, right? Because I'm not going to be sharing anything with you willy nilly saying, oh, this is great when I don't know if it's great. I just, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm trying it out for the first time right now. So I'm swishing it around right now, sipping it out of my wine glass. It's delicious. I'm recording this. Well, uh, it's not the most delicious thing I've ever had. But anyway, it's not time for me to share it with you yet. Anyway, so <laughs> here I am. Lord, here I am, Lord. Guys, oh my gosh. Where am I? I don't even know. Today's Monday right now, 3.51 p.m. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, you guys. I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling balanced. I feel clean and refreshed. I took a shower. I, you know, did my skincare. I've got a sweatshirt on. I'm I'm cozy. I'm happy. I've I've uh, have I've had some life shifts in the past couple weeks uh, that I've sort of been talking about with y'all, but I will just update y'all real fast before we get into today's episode. Honestly, they really align with today's episode though. So Basically, I quit my serving job. I did it. I quit it. It was kind of just like a side job for me. Not side, like part-time. Um, those of you who follow me know that I am a social media manager, So, but I only do that part-time. So it's kind of like, all right, what's the other part of the time? And I was serving, and guys, I just couldn't stand it. And it's while I'm getting my bids off the ground. I'm coaching. I'm about to open up some more coaching doors soon. Just need to figure out some life admin things first before, you know, taking on, you know, 30, 60, 90 days of someone else's life. I just need to make sure that I can. And you know, what's been really inspiring me lately is just taking a freaking step back and streamlining my energy and just opening up to uh, the possibility that it's okay to just pause for a second. I was doing a thousand different things and I do like that, but I was so burnt out and so overwhelmed. So I had my last weekend of the musical that I was in last weekend. So this weekend that just passed, like yesterday's Sunday and then the Saturday and Friday, was my first weekend not in the show. For the first time in like over a month and a half, I didn't have a commitment to go to on a Friday night or a Saturday night, you know, or a Sunday afternoon. It was so gosh, so nice. Honestly, so nice. Friday night, I just spent the night at home by myself, just catching up, not even catching up, but just pouring myself into 
myself and some content and just like little business ideas and just things you know just immersing myself in that energy of like creation because I feel like I have this space now and it's so nice and I had a fun freaking weekend my boyfriend and I went out all day on Saturday I golfed for the first time which was really fun actually I was afraid I was going to be bored um and I started enjoying it when I was sucking less um (laughs) and I really wasn't even that bad like we got paired with two random people not random people but obviously like people we didn't know um because like they do like four people each to each I don't know like I don't know what you want to call it each session whole I don't like I said I don't know it was my first time golfing but I didn't do that bad like one of the ladies well we got paired with like a mother and son and and the the lady was like this was your first time golfing and I was like yeah I mean we've gone to the driving range once and you know he like taught me how to swing the club but other than that yeah I just mini golf you know <laughs> that kind of vibe but she was like you should keep going if you enjoy it because like you're not bad like I'm impressed this is your first time so that meant a lot to hear and my little Aries heart was very happy because I like to be good at things and I was frustrated when I wasn't doing well but it also taught me to just be patient and to enjoy the process and that's something about my partner I really love is like he's so patient with me and I just love him so shout out to you I love you if you're listening and yeah and I got to drive the golf cart which was so fun and a little scary but those things like have more control than I expected them to I don't know why I felt like it was going to be like as unstable as like a bike like you have to really balance it but it's it's a vehicle you know so that was really fun and I just kind of relaxed yesterday Sunday too and I just feel really rejuvenated and I've streamlined my energy a lot now. So I left my serving job and I reached out to my current manager um, and now I am working all in the same place. And that is really, really lovely. I just decided, I swear to God, when you decide that there's got to be another way, you immediately, not immediately, maybe, but you will find another way when you open up energetically to that way. So right now, taking a little step back, streamlining my energy, allowing things to recalibrate, allowing myself to really sit into this time that I have. And one thing that I've been doing throughout this time that I've had so far which, you know, has only been, what, a little over a week, but you know me, I'm always thinking. I've been reflecting a lot on where I'm at right now, and it inspired me to film, or to film. Why do I always think I'm filming something? I, every single episode, I, I say something like that, um, to sit down and record this episode about eight sustainable habits that have massively upgraded my life. And I can honestly, honestly, honestly say that. I ain't just blowing smoke, I promise. These things have accumulated in my life over the past year. Because it was right around this time last year that I was like, you know what? Enough's enough. I want to take my life into my own hands and really take care of myself in the way that's authentic to me and not in the way that everybody else says that I should or that the internet says that I should or that my family says that I should, whatever. I want to find out what feeling good again means to me and I want to do that. And I implemented this thing that I called send it season. It was so funny. I I loved to say like, send it, like, you know, like, oh, just do it is like my version of send it. And uh, I... uh, It was in April of 2022 that I decided to do this. And uh, that's when I kind of started to reevaluate. Now it's July of 2023, but um, it's been just an incredible year. And I'm really excited to share these things with you because they feel really true and close to my heart, tried and true. I genuinely feel like I am the 
best version of myself right now and I will just continue to become even more of that and I think that and I believe that and I feel like I know within that the best version of ourself is the one that's always been dying to come out it's the one that's been within us the one that's been existing within us it's not some external thing that we need to reach for so my hope is that these eight habits will inspire you to maybe try some of them out do your own version of them or they'll spark an, a completely different idea for yourself whatever's authentic to you of ways to uncover that inner you that is your healthiest happiest glowiest version and we're not always going to be perfect you know this isn't to say that I haven't had horrible days I honestly June of this year 2023 was the hardest month for me ever and if you've been a listener for a little while and you listened through June you know that because I'm I try to be as open as and as authentic as I can on these episodes and I was just really going through a rut and it was stressful and like I said I was spread really thin and my energy was in so many different baskets nothing felt streamlined nothing felt easy I was just like what am I doing um but I'm feeling a lot better now that I've made it through pretty much all of July and and I'm like okay how did I start feeling better and you know the energy always shifts that's one thing that's just true but the other thing is I started to refocus back onto the things that make me feel good the simple things where I'm like oh yeah this doesn't take that much time out of my day like this is so sustainable I just kind of forgot to take care of myself and I was very like doom and gloom so we're gonna get into it and right before we do I want to remind you that if you enjoy the uncomplicated podcast take a screenshot right freaking now share it to your Instagram story and tag me I am going to reshare it and I'm probably going to shed a tear because I get so excited when I see that you guys are listening it's just so awesome and so cool um, and I just couldn't be more passionate about this I don't think it's another thing about streamlining the energy it's like what do I value what do I fo- what do I want to really focus on I want to really really focus on this podcast so if you've been enjoying it and if you've been resonating with it it would help so much if you did that just take a little screenshot share it to your story um leave a review it takes like two seconds to just click the five star button follow subscribe um depending on where you're listening and just so you never miss a beat never miss a tuesday uh and even write a little review if you want to if you have a little extra time it would mean the world to me and i would read it and i would be so happy so anyway With all that being said, let's get into eight sustainable habits that have massively upgraded my life. And I can say that with fervor. I can say that with gusto. Like I truly believe that these things have helped me so much. I just have noticed recently that like when I look into the mirror, I'm proud of who I see most of the time. You know, I'm approaching that time in the month where it starts to be really hard to see that. Um, But I can acknowledge that um, and understand where I'm at and why I feel the way that I feel. And that's so huge. But I genuinely do feel the most embodied that I ever have. You know, I'm 25 now and I feel like I've really found things that stick and work for me. So before we get into the eight things, the overall arching essence of these eight things that I want you to hear every single one of them through, like the lens I want you to wear, the glasses, the rose-colored glasses, but they're the don't force it glasses. All of this, all of this 
is because I swear to God, I just stopped forcing it. When reflecting, I was literally like, what am I even doing? Because honestly, I haven't been like meditating daily lately or even EFT tapping daily lately. So I'm like, what? Like, what have I even been doing? The thing is, I am meditating and I am still EFT tap, whatever. But I just am not forcing it anymore. Like when it feels right, it feels good. When I know what I need to like bring me back into alignment or whatever, I do it. And it feels so good and so balanced to let go of the all or nothing mentality and to find these sustainable ways to really feel fucking good and be consistent with them. So here are the eight things and they are the what and I'm going to be sharing the hows and the whys sprinkled through in all throughout this episode. So number one, and they're going to be a combo of like physical things, movement things, mindset things energetic things you know me it's the whole lot because we like to be balanced around here we like holistic wellness so number one is physical and that is combining strength and resistance training with other forms of movement that I love too and this is coming from somebody who has a uterus and identifies as a woman so this is so important and something that I didn't realize for the longest time but low impact movement has changed my fucking life Oh my God, you guys. Oh, I, I'm excited to talk about this. I really, really am. So last year around this time, it was June of last year, I think maybe May, I was like, okay, it's end it season. One of the things I really value is my physical health and I haven't been moving my body in the ways that feel good to me. And I also don't know what ways feel good to me. I didn't know. I was just doing what I thought I should be doing. And the whole time I was doing it, I wasn't even in the moment and just focusing on the movement. I was just consistently, constantly thinking about, is this working? How am I going to look? Oh, God. How am I going to look after this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it, like, what is this doing for me? Like, I was just never in the moment and focused on the way that it felt. And I would just burn out. I wouldn't want to keep doing it because my mindset was just so, like, shaky around it all it just didn't feel good and uh, there was a lot of and we're going to get into relationship with food and we're going to get into nutrition too so I guess trigger warning for that too in this episode I'll throw that in here now but I didn't have the best relationship with food either or my body like I was under fueling and uh, I was doing these weird combos of under fueling and overtraining, overworking and then overeating and under working <laughs> so I was always on one end of the spectrum and both of them came from guilt think about it you undereat and you overwork because you feel guilty right and then all of a sudden you feel guilty on the other way of the pendulum you're really hungry you're burnt out from working you overeat and you under it's just this constant cycle that we're taught especially as women like you need to look this certain way it needs to be slim here and thick here and all these things and I just got so sick of it so sick of it and I decided and I realized that living in a healthy body your version of a healthy body is an act of rebellion against this freaking society and uh, when when you add that element into it that lights a fire under my ass personally so I'm like I'm gonna get this under control and I'm gonna for lack of a better term level up but not for anyone else for myself okay I was in my single single days I was really just pouring into myself and what I love too is the consistency that it's built is that I can still pour into myself in this way well while in my relationship which is so cool but we're not talking about that right now so anyway movement Yes. I decided then. I'm like, okay, it's end of season. We're going to get into it. I found a love for the gym. Who? 
Me? I don't know. I was shocked. Weightlifting. I fell in love with it. Absolutely fell in love with it. Started following all these fitness influencers. I was obsessed with like all things like protein and lifting. I started working with a trainer. And this is where things got a little complicated because I did start counting macros and like taking progress pictures and things like that. That worked for me for a little while. Um, but it started to get to a point where I was a little bit addicted to the macro counting and the calorie things and it didn't feel so good anymore and it started to be reminiscent of the days before it was like something that felt really good turned into something that was becoming toxic because too much of anything is poison right so I was like okay what would feel good to me now because I started to notice some inflammation happening I think I was overworking again and my body just didn't feel right and you always know when your body feels off right like when you just don't feel like I don't know like as people who are very self-aware and in tune with their bodies like we we know how we're feeling right and uh, I could feel in my body something was off I was craving something else and I remembered my love for yoga recently and it saved me like literally it started to just make me feel more connected with my truest core essence and I believe that you know we can go through these phases with movement and like we can pivot and it's okay to not be locked into one form of movement but what I've found recently is that combining strength and resistance training with other forms of movement that I love too is the secret sauce and when I say strength training resistance training I'm not saying you have to go into the gym and deadlift you know 180 pounds it can be a 30-minute at-home dumbbell workout that you just do consistently on Mondays or something. And then on Tuesdays, you do yoga, whatever it is. Just the consistency is so, and the low impact is so powerful for our hormones. And we're going to get into hormones for number two. But it is so, so powerful to do a type of movement that isn't raising your cortisol to the craziest extent like cardio and hit are awesome but especially as people with menstrual cycles they're not always the best fit for where we're at and they're actually sometimes going to do more detriment than they are benefit for us and I have a whole episode on uncomplicating hormone health with a holistic hormone health expert her name is Sadie so go check that out if you want to hear about all the different phases of the menstrual cycle and the different types of movement to do during those um, but ultimately and overall low impact is way more impactful than you might think so I started to combine strength and resistance training with Pilates and yoga. I've been getting into running a little bit too, not overdoing it, but just listening to my freaking body. And that is so powerful. So number one is listen to your body, do the kinds of movement that feel good to you, try out all the different kinds, find something you can be consistent with and allow it to ebb and flow. Learn about your body, learn what works best for you. And just being active, it's so much more impactful when it's something that we can be consistent with instead of be on that yo-yo like I talked about earlier of all or nothing. So then moving into number two, I started to learn the best practices for balancing my hormones. And this is going to be focused on my uterus owners out there. So 
Learning to balance your hormones is such a powerful, again, act of rebellion. Being well in a world that wants us sick and tired is an act of rebellion, and it's powerful. So I was like, okay, I have this body. I have this beautiful garden of a vessel that has so many intricate inner workings and that can literally bring life into this world. My body is is a creative energy and I want to learn how to work best with its ebbs and flows that flow literally with the faces of the moon the celestial body in the sky we are connected to that how cool is that like if that doesn't inspire you to like learn more about your body and the way that it works oh oh, I don't know I just oh it's so cool so (laughs) learning to balance hormones for me looked like and resulted in healing inflammation lowering cortisol which is the stress hormone providing so much lymphatic drainage and that helps so much with this like puffy feeling that I was feeling all the time I was like why do I feel like heavy or lethargic or puffy and it was because I wasn't supporting my body in the best way possible so here are some of the things that I streamlined to do to balance my hormones and again this isn't medical advice this is in my own personal experience from my own personal research and that's to be known throughout every episode but I also did receive my certification in holistic health, so I have done a lot of research, but I am not a doctor. So first of all is having a high protein breakfast within the first 30 to 60 minutes of waking has been a game changer. I used to think that I was supposed to like intermittent fast, and then I learned that all of the intermittent fasting studies were done on people who were assigned male at birth. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like... Nobody talks about the fact that that actually spikes cortisol, the stress hormone in women. So the longer we go in the morning without eating, right, the shakier we get, we're just on coffee. Like you can drink black coffee on intermittent fasting before you before you eat. There's nothing in your body to absorb the caffeine. You're jittery, you're shaky. And I was trying to intermittent fast for so long. But when I started having a high protein breakfast, that's at least 30 grams of protein, within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up my energy levels were better I I was less shaky I made sure to have I make sure to have coffee either with breakfast or afterward they say afterward is better but I just really like the ritual of having it like with my breakfast I put a little collagen in there um but yeah some of my favorite high protein breakfasts are like a yogurt bowl with a scoop of protein powder um nut butter and fruit and I always add flax seeds and pumpkin seeds um And what else? Like a high protein avocado toast could be like mashing up your avocado with some cottage cheese, adding an egg on top. I love that. I love oatmeal with protein. I love a smoothie. I'm a a big sweet breakfast girly. But yeah, you can do the avocado toast vibe. You can do an omelet. You can do scrambled eggs. You can do eggs and fruit, like balance it out with the sweet and the savory. Y'all, the possibilities are endless and it makes waking up a little bit more exciting, like protein pancakes. Mm. So when I started doing that, I wasn't like super hungry upon waking, but I would kind of eat anyway, even if it was on the lighter side, just to train my body to be hungry in the morning and your body will start recalibrating and um, getting hungry in the mornings when you wake up. And that's actually a sign of a healthy metabolism if you're hungry when you wake up. Next is uh, a lot of lymphatic drainage things. So ice rolling, I love. I absolutely love. I thought it was just like a trendy thing to do, but actually doing it consistently like 
it makes a difference. I can A, see a difference in the puffiness in my face. B, it just feels really, really good. It just feels really nice. And just feeling how it feels and, and like tapping into that, like we talked about in the feminine energy episode a couple episodes back, like tapping into that like sensation energy, that like receiving energy, like really gets me into the flow of being more in touch with my body and the way that I'm feeling and like into pleasure which is such a powerful healing technique as well so yeah ice rolling is awesome any type of cold therapy I'll turn my showers onto cold at the end and I love how it hurts <laughs> it doesn't hurt but like you know that like initial shock is so nice because I just breathe and I'm like I'm doing this because I love you and I tell myself that over and over again and then you shut off the shower and then you wrap yourself in your towel and you feel so refreshed I also do it whenever I'm super in my head cold therapy is huge for getting you out of your mind and into your body because when you're experiencing something so cold you are you can't focus on anything else um so I do that I, I don't do any cold therapy when I am menstruating though because our bodies just need a lot more tenderness and love and TLC and care and I listen to that and I do not want to be blasted with freezing cold water when I'm in you know pain in my tummy so anyway that's that uh ice rolling cold therapy in any form gua shying again another thing that I thought was just trendy but gua shying and facial massages Oh my goodness. There are so many free resources on YouTube of like lymphatic drainage facial massages. You can do it just with your moisturizer or a nice facial oil. I don't even use a facial oil. I use CeraVe moisturizer, a huge tub of it. It's cheap. It's from CVS. It doesn't break me out. It's unscented. I use that. Okay. I don't use a bunch of serums or anything like that. But doing these massages, A, has really improved the circulation in my face and my neck it drains so much like I can feel the drainage happening and then I'm kind of like I get a little phlegmy because like I'm you're draining your lymph nodes your lymph nodes are really concentrated like on around your clavicle again this is based on my research but around your clavicle bone and like in the space like behind your ear and in front of your ear when you massage that um your jawline and everything I used to do this again let's think about those glasses those not forcing it glasses I used to gua sha and I used to facial massage whatever out of an energy of force and I used to be like I'm doing this so that I can look better and so that my jawline can be snatched and I was so obsessed with the aesthetic of it and it felt so bad while I was doing it because I wasn't seeing immediate results I would give up I wouldn't do it consistently now I do it because I know the science of what it's doing for my body and I know it's keeping me healthy. It's keeping my lymph moving throughout my body. It's moving around the energetic stagnation. It's keeping me flowy. It's keeping my collagen in my skin, the elasticity. It's keeping it moving. It's keeping it bright. Oh my goodness, my email keeps going off. I'm sorry if you can hear that, guys. Um, but knowing the science of it, and and then the benefits has helped me to be consistent with it and then I can see like the physical results too which don't hurt and then I'm like dang this is working and I just feel happy about it I just feel happy about it so gua shaing is great you don't have to buy a wicked expensive one I'm literally I've been using a broken gua sha for um months by the way a gua sha is a crystal stone facial massage tool um, if you've never seen one before, Google it. It's G-U-A-S-H-A. 
I use the one by the Osea brand, but like I said, it's literally broken. It broke in half. I dropped it on like my ceramic floor in the bathroom or my tile floor, whatever it is. But I still use it <laughs> and it works and I use my hands half the time too. So there's that. Another lymphatic drainage technique is just laying on the floor with your legs up the wall. Guys, it's so simple. You're just laying there. It feels so good, especially after a long day on your feet. If you work on your feet or if like you went for a run or a walk or you did something physical that day. And even if you didn't do anything and you just want to you've been sitting on the couch and you want to get your lymph moving, go invert yourself and lay on the floor with like your butt against the wall, up against the wall, your back on the floor and then your legs up the wall. Thank me later. It feels so good. It takes so much tension off of your lower back. It actually also helps with digestion. I do that whenever I'm constipated and it get things it gets things moving right away. It's so funny. We'll be like traveling and my friends or my partner will like just turn around and see me like with my legs up the wall and they're like, oh, I know what's going on for her. She has travel constipation because um, that's a normal thing, you know, like your root chakra is your safety chakra and when it tenses up because it knows that you're not at home and whatever. Anyway us sensitive energetic beings we really need all of our things right so I'll do legs up the wall um that's really nice rebounding I have a mini trampoline in my room because it's fucking fun to jump up and down on I dry brush in the morning um again that's another lymphatic drainage technique gets the lymph moving around tongue scraping deep breathing stretching and breathing like I said before that low impact movement is so much more healing than we give it credit for. We think that we always have to be go, 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 sprinting and doing our cardio. Think about the stress that that's causing. The cortisol is is spiking like crazy, right? If we don't give ourselves time to recover from that and move in deliberate, soft, low-impact ways, then we're creating a lot of inflammation. But yin yoga and Pilates and what else? You know, even even strength training, just like squats and th- slowing the movement down is so healing for our bodies. They'll become less inflamed. Rest days are so, so important too. So how am I consistent with this? I know that I'm like, you know, oh, these things, I'm so consistent with them. And, and But it sounds like a lot. I don't do every single one every single day. I just do whatever feels good that day. I do gua- I do like gua sha every day and dry brush every day, but they've just become such normal parts of my routine that it's like, yeah, of course I do that. That's my non-negotiable. That's like part of what I do, but I'm not super forceful of it. And, and if I'm traveling or if I'm staying over somewhere that isn't my home, like I don't stress about the fact that I can't do it. And I get back into it. And that makes it so much easier to just get back into the more we take the pressure off and just be like, you can do this if you want, the more intrigued we are to do the thing, right? If someone's like, don't push the button, you're going to want to push the button as opposed to you need to push the button, push that button or else it's like, geez, calm down. I don't want to. So like, why do we do it to ourselves? Just give yourself like a don't push the button vibe, you know, like, hey, no pressure, though. And you're going to feel more inclined to do it. OK, next for number three, we're shifting away from physical habits and routine things to get into a bit of a mindset or more so energetic shift you'll you can determine what that is what this is for you when I tell you what it is so number three is like not sharing my plans so much with everyone or giving so much weight to other people's opinions on my plans and dreams and goals like I tell the people that I really, really trust what I'm doing or what I'm planning on doing or like my next move or 
whatever it may be. But I don't tell everyone because you kind of learn who is going to hold you in the highest regard or with the most support. And you kind of also learn who is going to respond differently. (laughs) Um, That was a kind way of me to put that. But who is going to respond very biased based off of their own experiences? Sometimes it's really hard to do because those are the people closest to us who maybe it's from love, maybe it's not, but don't want to see us thrive. And it doesn't mean they don't actually want to see you thrive, okay? It might just mean that they're nervous or they're scared for you or they're afraid of losing you or they're afraid of you changing because they've only known you this one way. But anybody who's meant to stay in your life and who's meant to support you through and through everything is going to stick around no matter what you do. Obviously, as long as you don't hurt anybody or hurt them or do something absolutely catastrophic to your relationship or like something malicious, but like obviously you're not doing that. So really think about the people that you confide in. I'm not saying like, don't let anybody ever know your next move and close up and only do it for yourself. No, okay, no. But really just be mindful of who you share your hopes and your dreams with. And also just know that if you do choose to share with somebody and they do respond in this way of, oh, I don't know, or oh, that's not going to work out, or oh, like you think you can do that, but I just blah, blah, blah. Like, remember that they're probably coming from their own experience and their opinion doesn't have to define whether you should or should not still do that thing. Okay, think about them think about their life I saw this thing the other day that was like don't take advice from anybody who hasn't done the thing that you're trying to do like on doing that specific thing you know what I'm saying and that really moved me and and shook something up within me where I was like shit that's so right that's so so true that's so so true because we in our own soul and our own inner knowing know what our next step is We know and we also know that if it doesn't work out that was divine too but we don't need to give anybody the power to say I told you so and even if they try to it's like hey whatever think what you need to think but I didn't do this to prove anything to you or to you know spite you or whatever I'm doing this for me so make those choices from what you know is going to feel best for you and best for yourself and that is going to really push you through I'm having a moment right I don't know what's going on I'm having a moment right now where I'm just like so aware of where I am (laughs) do you ever have those moments I'm like I'm sitting here recording a podcast right now and people are listening you are listening thank you so much for listening I love you guys um anyway yes so just focus on who you share your plans with and maybe don't give so much weight to other people's opinions of your plans as soon as I stopped doing this I started to make decisions and take action that I wasn't doing before and then I was like why wasn't I always doing this oh because I was so concerned with whether so-and-so thought it was the right move for me or not and it's like who is supposed to really know what's the right move for you except for you so stop giving so much weight to other people's opinions of your plans and your goals and your dreams and pursue them with fervor today's word is fervor that's the second time I've said that but I like it today okay number four is more of a physical thing again it's I started just getting ready, quote unquote, ready every day and putting effort that feels like love into my appearance. So getting ready every day doesn't necessarily mean like putting on a full beat, like putting on all the makeup, doing my hair, putting on, you know, jeans to sit at my desk if I'm working from home. 
but it more so means just making myself feel ready for the day getting ready for the day so rinsing my face and putting on my moisturizer my my sunscreen doing a little ice roll brushing out my eyebrows putting on some lip some lip balm and boom I feel ready for the day that's what I did today and I feel really good other days it is putting on makeup other days it is putting on an outfit especially if I'm going out in public like I'm so sick of the like don't look like you're trying too hard mentality thing frick that okay it's only trying too hard if you're doing it for someone else's approval only okay if you're doing it ultimately for the fact that you know it's going to make you feel like your best self then do it then do it I don't give a frick okay this whole like this especially was huge at least in my generation in high school the whole thing of like oh they're trying too hard there was actually this thing we used to do in high school called dress down day because um we wore uniforms at my middle school and high school and I lived for dress down days because I love to express myself through clothing. I love putting together really cool outfits and like dressing funky. Like I love that stuff. And I would kind of go all in on these dress down days because I was so excited to express myself. And then other people would wear sweatpants and that's fine. I didn't give a crap. But so many people would be like, oh, my God, the people who try on dress down days, like what the heck? Why are they trying so hard? And it's like. Because this is the one day out of the next three months that I get to wear my own clothes to literal school where other kids get to wear their own clothes every day. Like that's just an example of like you were cool if you didn't try. And that's like so funny to me that it's cool not to try. I don't agree. I think it's cool to care. And anybody who's telling you you're trying too hard is probably just coming from a place of feeling like they're not trying hard enough themselves and wanting to make themselves feel better about it. And I'm not saying you have to try hard all the time, but I'm saying you are just expressing yourself and they're not and they don't feel good about that. So like, honestly, get ready for your day in whatever way that feels in whatever definition that is for you, get ready for your day. It's okay to put effort into your appearance and to care. It's okay. It's okay to not care as much. It's okay. Just get ready in whatever way feels like getting ready to you. Throwing my hair in a slick back bun. Oh, mwah. Cherry on top. That makes me feel so put together, so powerful. I love the like lift it gives me. Oh, I just, I love the way that a slick back button looks on me. So I do it and I feel good about it. Anytime, try it out. Like anytime you don't know what to do or you're like, oh my gosh, I, I look so disheveled today. I don't know what it is. Throw your hair up in a slick back bun and just like ice, you know, your under eyes and you are going to be good to go. I promise. Number five is having follow through. This has massively upgraded my life when I focused, started focusing on having follow through on the plans that I make with myself and with others. If I say I'm going to do something, I do my absolute best to make that thing happen. I've learned the hard way about over creating a to-do list, like making a to-do list where, I, and, and this is huge for me. I don't know what it is. I always think there's like more time in the day than there is, especially on Mondays. I'm like, I'll just do it all today. It's like, okay, chill. 
there's a whole week. Even if you don't get everything done on your to-do list doesn't mean you don't have follow through, but it just means like sticking to the plan that you make. So if you say you're going to do something, like get it done when you can, like really genuinely make an effort to get it done when you can. It doesn't mean like you have to do this from 1 to 2 p.m. or else you're a failure. It just means if you say you're going to do it, then do it, especially if you're a creative person, especially if you are running your own business or wanting to, if you're a creator in any type of way, or you just care about becoming the best version of yourself that you can be because we get you know this one short life in these specific bodies with this incarnation of this soul and you want to make the most out of it then do what you say you're going to do I really believe that our desires are placed within us for a reason right by God the universe whatever and following through on them is such a surefire way to make us feel so good and make us feel so like massively upgraded in our lives because we're like, whoa, I'm making strides. And it's like, oh, it's just because I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Wow, look at that. It's crazy. Follow through is hot. Follow through is beautiful. Follow through is magic. It's the secret sauce. And this comes with being honest too. Like if you have plans with yourself or with somebody else and you know, you become unavailable or something comes up, just be honest and be real. Be like, hey, this thing came up, let's reschedule. Or someone invites you out and you don't have the energy. Be honest and be real and say, hey, I actually am just going to take tonight to kind of rest and recalibrate. Been having a crazy week or I have some work that I promised myself I'd get done. That isn't that is a reason to say no to plans. I feel like so many of us feel like we can't say no to plans if we don't have plans already with someone else to do something. You can say no to plans because you have a plan with yourself. That's powerful. That is going to make you feel embodied and like, yes, I am in flow. I am connected to myself. I'm honoring the promises I make to myself. So having follow through is going to build proof for ourselves that we are building the thing or that we are committed to ourselves and committed to our lives. And proof is something we adore as humans. I talked all about that in uh, the last episode, which was on self-love. So like, go check that out if you didn't already pretty nice episode and I liked it um but yeah we love to have proof and the more proof we can build for ourselves the more we feel like yes yes I have follow through yes I'm committed but yes I still give myself grace where I need it yes I have that balanced energy that balance yin and yang like what of it okay number six this one oh this has helped me so much so so much and I hope it helps you too so Number six is curating an absolute vibe so that I cannot help but want to be in my space doing the thing. So this is intended to create the least resistance possible around the things that we all tend to feel resistant toward. So this is stuff like work. This is stuff like laundry. This is stuff like, you know, life admin things, adulting things, sitting down to go over your finances, uh, driving to work, maybe working out, cooking from home when you're trying to order out less. Whatever it is to you that feels like work or feels resistant, this is powerful so basically first of all feeling resistance toward work and to do's is normal and practically inevitable it is a human thing and we do just have to do things we don't always want to do we do we do and that's okay but this is to create the least resistant possible around those things so we just kind of operate thinking work is supposed to be miserable right like 
things are just supposed to be hard. The hard things are just supposed to suck. I'm supposed to hate them and come home and complain about them and live for the weekend. But it doesn't have to be that way. We do have the choice to set ourselves up to experience these things in a way that feels less awful. I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm not saying that some people aren't just bogged down with responsibilities to make ends meet. But in any way that we can make something more of a vibe for ourselves, the more play it adds to things and the less resistance it creates. Some tangible examples of this are if the thing that you don't feel like doing is getting up early to drive to work. You hate your drives to work. Okay, you have to drive into the city. Perfect time for rush hour, bumper to bumper traffic, people leaning on their horns, you're tired, whatever it may be. I want you to take time on a weekend or when you have free time to make your car or your, like it. you might be on the subway, we'll get into like if you don't have a car, but I'm going to give an example for that too. But if you have a car that you're driving in to work, right? Or even a bike, I don't know, but make your car a freaking vibe then. Something you can't wait to get into. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. That's something that I'm really learning. I'm like, oh my God, my, like, believe me, you ever been in my car? I still need to vacuum her badly. Um, but I just like recently got air fresheners. They smell so good. I'm like excited to get in my car because it makes me feel like I am like I have my shit together. Honestly, I'm like, my car doesn't smell bad. That's like such a win for me. You guys don't even know. And I have stickers like on the dashboard. To me, that makes it fun. To you, that might mean like defacing a valuable thing. To me, I think it's so cute. I love my little stickers. I got my butterfly sticker, my rainbow stickers, some stickers with with sayings that make me happy. I have a little um, thing hanging from my windshield, not my windshield, my rearview mirror that says you're doing great, sweetie on it. On my dashboard, I have a little green dinosaur figurine that I get to look at while I'm driving. Like it's so cute. I have these little like plush like cherries with like faces on them they're like plushies I think they're called jelly cats I think that's the name of the brand of the like um plush brand but they're so cute so I get to look at those while I'm driving and I'll put on a podcast make a playlist like make sure I'm have my favorite coffee in hand just make sure that I'm setting myself up to be in a situation that can be as least resistant as possible even though there's resistance around it Another example, if you are somebody who takes public transit to work or walks or takes a bike, whatever it may be, having that outfit on that makes you feel put together. If, if you're walking or you're biking, have that workout set on that you're like, yes, I am on my bike ride. This is my me time. Make it your time. Make this as your time as possible before you get to work or your destination that you don't want to go to. Make your time as your time as you possibly can. Have that, again, that playlist, that podcast, whatever it may be. Maybe have a little incentive at the end of that that you're like, oh, I'm looking forward to this thing. We have the choice to set ourselves up so that it doesn't feel as freaking awful. If you're listening to home, if you're, excuse me, if you're working from home, listen to yourself intuitively about what would feel the best. Maybe it's sitting by the window with a fan blowing on you and the incense burning. If it's in the evening, you put on your mood lighting, like whatever it may be. If you're putting away laundry, put on a vinyl record and wear a flowy dress and a handkerchief around your head like you are a 70s freaking goddess queen who doesn't shave her armpits like do and and that's and I also like to not shave my armpits I'm not saying that's not normal I I I ride with that so yes 
you guys get the gist. Thank you for that. Bearing with me through all of my ebbs and flows of the things that I say. So I love you guys. <laughs> oh, podcasting is so fun. That is number six. Create the vibes that you can't help but want to be in the space doing the thing. Number seven is a total energetic thing, and that is vulnerability. Being as vulnerable as you can. Your vulnerability is your superpower. And this has made me feel like I've up-leveled my life massively in so many ways simply because I am allowing more space for human connection, which is one of the most healing medicines of them all. When I was shutting myself out from the world, truly believing that like, this is so dramatic, but like that romantic love didn't actually exist. Like, I'm not even kidding, guys. I was so jaded and guarded because we've been hurt in the past. We all have to some degree. But the more we let our walls down and allow in the possibility that we could connect with another human being, whether it's romantically or friendship-wise, that's where the magic begins to happen, to be vulnerable in a jaded and guarded world. I swear to God, I see myself differently and I feel like my energy started glowing different when I decided to be more vulnerable and let people in because connection, human connection, is this indescribable energy where it feels like a whole nother world is being created that we forgot existed. That feeds us so much. That is the most nourishing medicine of them all. To be seen, to be so fully witnessed is so healing and it's all any of us really want. And yet we cut ourselves off from the thing that we want most. Isn't that funny? So the more that we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to go there, to say the thing that we're afraid to say or that we wonder if anybody else has ever felt before but we're feeling that way so we decide to take a chance and put it out into the open for anyone to hear and then we get the response of, oh my gosh, wait, I feel that way too. What a weight off. What a weight off to know that we're not alone. Being vulnerable is going to up-level your life because... It's bringing you so much closer to that which you are and always have been in your truest form. And number eight, and most importantly, I would say, and the lens we're viewing all of this through, is I invited true, pure, genuine balance back into my life. And this has been the most healing thing in the world, I swear, to really just let go and I'm still working on it, but to really just let go of that all or nothing mentality and that guilt that we have been taught to feel for not going to the extreme on something or for not getting it all done or for enjoying the piece of cake or whatever it might be. The more we, we remove the guilt and the all or nothing, I'm looking at four, four, four on the clock right now, the more that opens up so much for us. I can't even put it into words, but you will experience it. Really leaning in to life's little moments without guilt. And I'm going to read you guys this little poem that I wrote today around letting go of the all or nothing mentality and like the guilty vibes and just really leaning, leaning into life's little moments. I'm going to read that to you right now. 
because I think it really goes with this point. So I wrote, Life is not a routine or a regimen with a bunch of boxes to be checked off. Don't get me wrong, discipline is one of the most beautiful things I've ever invited into my life. But without play, there is no discipline to be implemented. Life is a balance, and I don't guilt myself over pleasure anymore. Life's little moments, the ones we love the most, are often the ones that we've got an ice cream cone in our hand, the ones where we're cheersing a glass of champagne, cutting into grandma's 70th birthday cake, having the most incredible bagel sandwich after a sleepover with our favorite person. I refuse to trade these moments for some false perfection because I've realized that these moments are the most perfect of them all. That's that. Really leaning into life's little moments has been the most healing thing of them all. I found that as soon as I let go of the rigidity around my routine and I need to do all of this, like I was so talking about movement, circling back to number one, full circle from number eight. I was so locked in on like, I need to do it perfectly and I can never go out and I can never eat out and I can never do this and I always have to be at the gym. I am my healthiest. I feel like, honestly, I feel the most beautiful I ever have. I feel the most radiant I ever have. And this isn't to be like, I shouldn't even have to disclaim this, but this isn't to be cocky or overconfident. It's just I genuinely want anybody listening to be able to feel this way too. So that's why I'm sharing this with you. Let go. Surrender to life's beautiful little moments. Those are the ones worth living for. And it helps you to get back up again tomorrow and do the things that make you feel good without guilt, without feeling like they're a punishment. When there's nothing to fall off of, there's nothing to get back onto. Life is not a rig regimented, rigid, schedule routine. Life is life. And when we invite wellness in as our lifestyle, we realize that it doesn't have to be every waking moment. It doesn't have to be perfect. So those are the eight sustainable habits that have massively upgraded my life and to review them one more time it is one combining strength and resistance training with other forms of low impact movement that i love two learning the best practices for balancing my hormones three not sharing my plans and dreams with everyone or giving so much weight to other people's opinions of my plans and dreams four is getting ready every day and putting in the effort that feels like love into my appearance Number five, having follow through. Number six, curating an absolute vibe so that I can't help but want to be in my space doing the thing. Number seven, vulnerability. And number eight, inviting true, pure, genuine balance into my life. So there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I really pray that this episode brought you some inspiration uh, and just a knowing that there always is time that nothing has to happen overnight and you can always pivot. You can always take your life back in your own hands no matter what age you are, um, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you are. <laughs> you got this. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to respond to the podcast if you vibed with it. And remember, as always, it is your right to feel good again. Love you.